The following shiur has been presented by Rabbi Yehoshua Sova, Rabbi of Kehillat Shari Ezra, Miami Beach, Florida. For more shiurim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Bezat Hashem, this week's parasha we will discuss in Parashat Pekudei, that of the Bigadim and the central role that they played in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Mishkan, and how that's relevant to every single one of us today, Bezman Hazeh. It says, after the Bigadim are enumerated, in Perek Lametet, Pasuk Lametbet, Vatechel kol avodat HaMishkan, ohel mo'ed, vaya'asu b'nei Yisrael. That when they finished the entire avodah in that of the ohel mo'ed, all of the items that they made, Vayasu B'nei Yisrael, and B'nei Yisrael made what was asked of them. Rav Shlomo Kluger asks a question, he says, it should be the exact opposite, it's an inverted order. Usually it's Vayasu B'nei Yisrael, B'nei Yisrael did what was asked of them to do, then Vatechel Kalavodat HaMishkan, Oel Moed, and then afterwards they finish what it was that they were asked to do. Here it starts off in the Pasuk, Vatechel Kalavodat HaMishkan, Oel Moed, they finished it, Vayasu B'nei Yisrael, what they did. It's inverted order. So what's going on over here? Says Shlomo Kluger, the following thought. He says, even though the Bnei Yisrael were told one of the reasons why the Begadim had to have been made for the Mishkan service to be done, like we know, Mechusar Begadim, according to some told is Chayav Mita, because that's a chelik of that, of doing the Avodah in the Mishkan and the Beit HaMikdash. One of the reasons given is because it was brought as a kapara for different Averot they may have done or planning on doing, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was offsetting that with the bigadim that they were wearing. It comes out that they knew from the get-go that this item that they were wearing on them is a kapara for them. It was a very humbling experience for them, because that meant that they had to acknowledge that they weren't really saints, and they weren't really doing the Melechat Shemai, maybe according to the highest level and standard possible, because the whole purpose and premise for them wearing the, uh, these, these bigadim was to show that they're not at that level and actually it would be a zilzul for them. And the Mepharshim tell us, this is what the Shema uh, Kluger is saying, that when we talk about this idea of them having a kapara, they from the get-go, they realized that it's vatechel kol avodat They were going through with it, even though it was a zilzul for them, and they knew that the clothing they were wearing would minimize what they felt they were at the level that they could be at. And yet, vatechel, they went all the way to the end, and because they went all to the end, it's telling us a, a, a thought process. That's how it was vayasu That's how b'nei did it. They did it knowing that the begadim they made had to have been like the pasuk tells us lechavod uletifaret. And what does it mean lechavod uletifaret? Kavod is an intrinsic value. For example, when an elderly person walks into the room, we say give him kavod. What? You stand up, you speak to them respectfully. How does that show kavod? The answer is they view it as you showing them respect, meaning that's an internal value. By talking a certain way, acting a certain way, and the person, the Mikabel, sees that as you showing kavod towards them, that is the value that's attached to by what is being done to them. But again, that's a subjective 
perception that the person has. So it comes out, kavod is an intrinsic value. Tiferet, however, is a little different. Tiferet is a splendor that is shown outwards. It's an outward thing. And therefore, this tiferet is for clothing as well. Clothing is, like the Gemara tells us, man demili is mechabduta, that a person's clothing is a reflection of their kavod. What does that mean? Intrinsically, when I wear this item, I feel very good about myself, and therefore, it exudes outwards as well. And tiferet is that everyone would acknowledge that this is a beautiful item. It's like somebody asked me one time, why is it that b'nei Torah, b'nei Aliyah, they dress a certain way, it comes out that it, like I told somebody, I said, can you imagine that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to look at some b'nei Aliyah, b'nei Torah, and I'll say, you look like you're somebody from 1920s Italian, a gangster, or you're somebody that, let's say, needs, uh, that you need to, uh, to look like a, 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 someone from uh, Turkey, or someone from uh, a farmer from uh, Europe. It's a certain mode of dress that's done. Why is it that this represents b'nei aliyah, b'nei Torah, that they are dressed a certain way? And the answer is, that's a true question, it's a good question. The answer is, what are you acknowledging? Are these the people that you're acknowledging that you want to be part of that camp? And the answer is, in your mind, that's how you're associating with the group of people that you want to aspire to, that are connected to Torah, connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's not the clothing themselves. There's certain clothing that if a person were to wear it, there would be a great tiferet, there would be a great splendor. You wear a crown that's encrusted with jewels and diamonds and gold and silver, you obviously is a tiferet, that's a splendor, that everyone would agree to that. So therefore, a person has to realize, these clothing that they wear was a kapara for what it was that that they felt and it exuded whatever it was that they were doing at that time also. And what we wanted to do is, based on this Reb Shalom we wanted to say that clothing bechlal has that element to it that if it's worn properly and done with the proper kavana, it's actually a very uplifting experience and we can now appreciate the bracha that we make every single day. In the beginning, Hashem, you clothe the people who don't have any clothing. Aromim doesn't only mean people who are without clothing. Arma, like it says with the Nachash. Nachash haya ar, uh, was Arum Mikola Chayot. He was cunning. What does that mean? There are people who, quote-unquote, are Aromim. They're very cunning. They're very sly. But when you wear clothing, it covers and gives a level of tzniut that a person doesn't have to show off what it is that they have. They don't have to show off the goof that they have. Rather, the clothing covers that up. So it's actually kavod utiferet. It's this idea as well that the B'nai Yisrael, when they were wearing the clothing properly, it was actually a kapara. And we find this is a fascinating idea. Many people struggle with items of clothing. They, let's say, want to wear clothing to make a fashion statement. And sometimes they cut corners, figuratively and literally, about what the proper level of tzniyot is. And we'd like to explore a tshuva that Chalmavadia wrote about in Yechaved Da'at, in Chedek Gimel, Siman Samachzayim. And he was asked the following question. It seems that there was some Nuzirei Shemayim, that he owned a store that sold women's clothing. And he was at a quandary, he was in a crossroads right now, if he should continue doing that. It seems it was a very profitable venture. And he wanted to know if he should continue doing that, or he should go into another business venture, because he didn't feel comfortable as someone who's a Yerei Shemayim, that sounded like initially he didn't really know it was an issue, but now he felt it wasn't congruent with what he was and what he represented. And he asked Hamavadia if he's allowed to continue selling 
women's clothing, specifically women's clothing that do not have sleeves. It seems like it was certain nightwear or certain items that were tech, potentially they could lead a person to dress not sanua. So he wanted to know if that is a problem of that you're causing a stumbling, uh, uh, placing a stumbling block in front of a blind man by causing people to see women who are modestly clad that maybe shalom they'll and they'll have hirurim raim or shalom even do averot. And the question this person had was, is he still allowed to have the shop open and sell these items or not? So Chamavadiyev says, Reshit Kol, first of all, a person has to know that specifically to women he's addressing this to, that if a woman goes out into the street and she goes with, clo- with clothing that are not properly tzenua, it's isur chamobiyoter. It's a very severe isur. And he said that not only that, the Gemara and Ketubot, Daf Ein Bet, Amud Bet, tells us that she goes against that Moshe Yehudit, against the laws of Moshe and what a Jewish woman represents. If she shows her arms to her people outside, the Gemara tells us, She goes out without a Ketubah, because she's not adhering to what the proper modicum and, and decorum that a Jewish woman has to look. She has to dress the part. And the Gemara and Mesecha Gitin, Dav Tzadik Amun Bet tells us, and the Rambam as well, Nechot Ishud, tells us, and the Torah, Shukhan Aruch and Ebena Ezer, Kuftet Vav says, that if a woman doesn't do these things, she has, the husband has a right to tell her to leave below Tubah. She's not adhering to the rules. She's not playing by the rules of what a Jewish family should look like and conduct itself properly. He says, for sure, a woman who goes with revealed sleeves or a, a, a low neckline or let's say her, her thighs are showing, all these things are very inappropriate for a woman who considers herself a, a batisad. And he brings them to the Teferet Shmuel Anderash as well as the Gemara Masech HaSotah, that says, this Avon is Gorem, that the Shekhinah departs from Kal Yisrael, because it says, Vaya Machanecha Kadosh, and your encampment will be holy, and juxtaposed to that, it says immediately, V'lo Yerabecha Ervat Davar, and you will not see in this camp a, a naked thing, V'shom Yacharecha, and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will have to turn away from it. And he says, it's the Davar Baru, it is clear that the women that go in the street with big day Pritzut, Ka'ele, these women that go with such immoral clothing, they also transgress, causing people to sin, because they cause men to look at them, they come which are kashim from the Avera itself, because as they say, the expression, she's living rent-free in this person's head, and that's a terrible Avera that this woman is causing to do. And like the Pasuk says, a person should be very careful not to cause evil to be perpetuated. And the Gemara in Avodah Zarah, tells us, and Tosot says, this is a Yisur Minat Torah, and Yushalmi in Brachot tells us, it says, because the Ayin and the Lev are two agents that they go out to look for Averot. The eye sees, the heart desires, and the body sins. And the Gemara says that a person who he is over the yad nashim ho'omdot al-kvisa. He sees that women are, let's say, doing the laundry near the river and their arms and their body parts are exposed. He's called a rasha for going there. Unless he has no other derech to go there, but if he has to, if, if he could go a different way and he goes that way, rasha, what do you mean? She's anyways doing her laundry. I'm attracted to that? The answer is yes. person has to be, say, far, far away. And Rabbi Yonah in Shari Tshuva, Shara writes, that the sin of his taklub bin Hashim is Yisar Torah. 
And if a person is over on this tamid, he's called a mumar laverachat. He's called literally a napikores when it comes to this thing. Because it's a severe thing. People say, well, what's the big deal? I don't get affected by that. They say a story that the, the Admor Migo, the Beit Yisrael, was one time giving a derasha on the pasuk and he started going very strongly about how people have to be so careful of shmirat naim. You have to watch what you see, and chas v'shalom. People knew what was going on in your head. You'd be so embarrassed. He says people have to be careful. It doesn't make a difference how old you are, or how long you've been married, or how happily you're married. And the story goes is that after he finishes the rasha, an old chassid came to him and said, "Kvod admor b'mechila." He says, "I'm already in my 80s, my 90s." And I work in the jewelry department and uh, I, I see people who come very immodestly clad and it doesn't affect me. This terasha that the Rav gave is very apropos for younger people, but I'm already an older man. These things don't bother me. Admor Migo looked very piercingly at this person and says, excuse me, he says, you know what this is a mashal for? This is a mashal, he says, for example, if someone has a horrible stomach ache and they have to use the facilities and the body has to expel all the foul items that are inside the body, he says, after a number of moments that the person is inside the facilities, there's a horrible stench that even the person who's inside smells it. After a few moments, the person becomes immune and used to the smell, but someone who passes by realizes how big of a stench that is. He looks at the person and says, my dear friend, you're stuck in the mud and you're stuck in the facilities for such a long time, you don't even realize how bad of a stench you're surrounded with. So a person has to understand, no matter how old they are, or whatever the circumstances are, Ria is Ria. They say a story that Ravaran Cutler was visiting Miami Beach, and the story goes that he, somebody told him that he had to visit a certain hotel that was on the water, and the story goes that he came in with the, the, the person who was helping him, and they walked into an elevator. Now, obviously, Ravan Cutler was looking down the whole time. But when they were in the elevator, suddenly they heard as the elevator door was closing, someone says, wait, hold the door, hold the door. So Ravan Cutler hears someone says, hold the door. So instinctively, he looked up to, and put his hand out to hold the door open to let the person come in. And who was it? It was a woman who literally came off the beach dressed immodestly. But this is the 60s. So you can imagine what immodest back then meant then. And as the person walked in, Ravan Cutler looked away and he was, he was shaking. And he didn't want to embarrass the woman, obviously, but he was shaking, he was looking from the side. And when they, the floor got off and they came out, out, him and this person that was helping him, he turned to the person and says, we're canceling the trip right now. If I had to be exposed to see such a riya asura, it's a siman from Makadash Baruch I don't belong here, and I'm doing the wrong thing. I can't collect from my yeshiva. Nothing good can come about from me seeing such a thing. And the person had to convince him, no, you have to be mechazek other people. But the point was, is that he recognized that even though he's a Rosh Shiva, he's an elderly man, no, a person has to realize that chas v'shalom, it could be a very detrimental effect on them. But getting back to Chamavadia, he says, the Atzeyar Zim in Ebena Ezer brings down that even the Rambam is modet to this. He agrees that it's also an Yisrael Minat Torah. And he says there are 24 ways that a person can be ma'akev the tshuva. One of them is being mistakel ba'arayot. withholds a person because they think, there's no big deal. What am I doing? What did I do? I did something wrong. I sinned against him. I just saw it. What did I do? It was nothing. Like somebody one time told me when I told, uh, when I was giving a, a, the rasha about this, how careful you have to do shmirat night. 
person told me, Rabbi, we all know, we, we all like candy, and this is eye candy. I said, how can you even talk like that? It, that, that doesn't even make sense. And, and furthermore, to say something and not be embarrassed about that, person has to realize that you think it's no big deal, but actually it is. A person should pay attention that this is avon gadol that is gorem to gufon she'arayot shalom. And a person has to be so careful. And he says, especially, he says, it's a mitzvah rabban chovak kedusha for all rabbanim and parnaset tzibur the charedim the dvar Hashem to be mefarsem berabim chomar yisod. They should tell people how severe this is and to tell the young women and the the, the women not only who are of older age, but even young women as well, that they should go belavush tsenua. They should go with a, a, a tsniut and be mekayem the pasuk that says kol kfuda bat melech pnima memishbetot zahav levusha that a daughter she goes carrying herself with proper decorum and she knows her value is inside, not necessarily what Hakadosh Baruch Hu bestowed upon her that she has a beautiful body that she's able to feel good about herself. But that's not for other people to see. That's for her herself intrinsically or for her husband to see. But it's not somebody that other people should be able to see. This is something that people have to understand that it's a chovah rabah that they have to be very, very careful about. And they hold the key to bringing great baracha and simcha and wonderful things. And like we were saying in the beginning of this shiur, that a, pers- a, a woman has to realize that just like the Kohanim, they, they realize from the onset their clothing that they wear is actually lechavodu letiferet. There's actually a beauty. You would think, what do you mean? What's the difference? I'm with Akadosh Baruch Hu. I want to be a lamdan. Ah, you say that Mishkan and the Beit Hamikdash is a place lemala menateva. So you know what? I want to be Adam Arishon Kodemachet. He had no clothing as a hefsek, as a chatzitza between his avodah and Akadosh Baruch Hu. So I shouldn't wear any clothing. What does that even mean? Just like we know, we go to a mikveh, there's no interposition, there's no clothing, it's Yum Boreolam, mikveh Yisrael. So I, I'm in the Beit HaMikdash, I should have anything, I should. Just like the animals, they don't have clothing, so I should also not have clothing. No, the answer is, the clothing is a kapara. That's exactly the point. It, it has to be that it's covering over part of you to serve as a kapara. If a person understood that when they were wearing clothing, the bilavush tsanua, that it's bringing a kapara, it's not easy, and you're doing it only because kachzivani abore, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu He commanded me to do this, a person would go with such simcha and say, "I'm wearing it malbish arumim. I'm covering over my harama. I'm covering over my cunningness. I think I'm smarter, but I'm still listening to you bore alam." The more person is mevatel ratzono to ratzoncha, person is mevatel der ratzon to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the more bracha a person will have, and a person has to thank Borei Olam that we have clothing that are able to shield us from this. It's fascinating. They have all these studies coming out that Rachman al-Sun people who like to get a little bit of sun and they go overboard. They found that the, uh, these melanomas and these unfortunately Rachman al-Sun, these cancerous cells, they grow at a great proliferation because there's overexposure to the sun and they found that the people that they cover up and they're very minimally have minimal amount of sun contact they have a higher chance of survival rate because the term that they use is the skin is an organ too and when it gets exposed to ultraviolet rays at an extreme measure or for a prolonged period of time, chas shalom, a person is exposing them to cancerous cells and it could be a horrible thing. But if a person wears levushim, a person wears bitzniot, a person wears these things to protect them, they have nothing to worry because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over them. So says Chamavadia in this question, 
He brings the Gemara that says, when we have what's called Trey Evre Denara, that you have two paths of getting two, let's say, routes to get across the ocean or to get across this river, and a person is choosing you. Is it Lifnei Evelo Titein Machshel for a person to use you when they can use someone else? The answer is no. They can use someone else. They don't have to use me. Ah, you know the person's going across and doing a sinful thing, but I'm not the one that's telling them to do the sinful thing. They can go to the other person. It's not, it's nothing to do with me. I'm just performing a service. Says Chamavadia, over here, the fact is, they can go anywhere. They don't have to go dafka to you. They can go any, to any, any, any clothing store. Ah, your clothing store happens to sell, sell scantily clad clothing that has the potential for a woman to wear something that's inappropriate. Says Chamavadia, between the fact that that it's two ways of getting there, and the fact that you could be mitztaref, another sniff to say it's a person's parnasa, and also, they necessarily, they have to wear this article of clothing. They can wear multiple clothings, and this could be another, another addition to what they're wearing. So he says, between all that, Hamavaya want to say that since it's taluya and a person's panasa, it's not lifnei evelo titein mishal, but again, provided that a person has to know how powerful it is, the clothing that they wear, what it represents. Like we see in this week's parasha, that when you wear clothing, vatechel, it's already done. Why? I know it's a kapara, and therefore v'yasu, therefore they were able to do that. A person should look and say, the clothing on Kadesh Baruch Hu gives me, it's another affirmation of me being proud of being a part of the Tzavah Hashem, being part of the army of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the more we recognize that, and the more we subscribe to that, the more bracha HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give to us every single This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakhic consultation, monetary beddin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at the shc.org to subscribe.